Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We haven't spoken to our first guest today for some time, the Parliamentary Budget Officer, Yves Giroux. Um, Mr. Giroux has a report on house price assessment and the household's capacity to borrow and pay for their homes in selected cities across Canada. He presented that to the uh, Senate Banking Committee. Also, I mean, this one got my attention. You, we talk a lot about money. We talk about, re- well, recession. Yeah, that's becoming the story. But interest rates and um, inflation. The parliamentary budget officer told uh, the parliament that um, the impact of rising interest rates will double government debt charges within four years. Mr. Giroux is back with you. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm good. And you? I'm just <laughs> I'm looking at a world and trying to get a handle on it. Well, yes, yeah, it can be a bit depressing. It's a very, very unusual world that we live in. And the last two months have just been... Uh, madness on the news cycle, but I'm really interested in, uh, well, so many of the things that you do and report on. But let me ask you about the report on house price assessment and a household's capacity to borrow and pay for the house. You've done that in selected cities in this country. What's the uh, what's the story here? Well, the story is that one of very high prices, that's not, uh, that's not news, but we, we did a, a report on affordability of housing uh, earlier this year, much earlier when the prices were close to their peak, and then prices started going down in some markets, well, in, in most markets, I would say. At the same time, interest rates are increasing. So we wanted to know what's the overall impact for those who have to borrow, like most of us have to borrow to buy a house, especially a first house. So what's the impact for the average household, considering the small decline in prices that we see in some markets, but also the increase in interest rates. And we find that affordability has decreased, despite, despite the fact that the, the house prices have gone down. The fact that interest rates have gone up means that for average households, buying an average house is less affordable than it was before prices started coming down because of the offsetting impact of increasing interest rates. And, and things uh, are expected to get slightly worse uh, if interest rates continue to rise, as is very widely expected over the next couple of months. Yeah, that's scary stuff. All right, so the, the whole story, the whole issue of housing in this country has so many people concerned. So many people paid, uh, or at least, you know, or, uh, took out mortgages for massive amounts of money for as far as their budget's concerned. And uh, now the the story is that the house prices are going to come down up to 23% over the next year. So that is concerning. You also, you mentioned interest rates. You, uh, you told the Senate Banking Committee, Mr. Giroux, about the impact of rising interest rates on government debt charges. Please share that with us. Yeah, so senators asked me at the Senate Banking Committee what would be the impact on debt servicing charge, so the interest cost that the government has to pay on its own debt. 
uh, as a result of rising interest rates. And I told senators that compared to this year, in four years' time, we should expect these interest charges to double from $22, $23 billion a year to slightly over $46 billion a year because of interest rates increasing and also the stock of debt being much bigger than it was a few years ago. So these two factors combined will make it so that uh, the government will be spending about $46 billion in interest cost alone each and every year. Um, and it's it's already at about $23, $22, 24000000000 billion, depending on the exact year that you're looking at. But it's going to almost double, well, more than double, depending on the year on which you compare that. And that's, that's a very significant expenditure. Yeah. And that's before we get to the principal. Oh, yeah. That's just the interest rates. That's not uh, paying the, paying down the, the debt itself. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. just, just the interest. Yeah, you told them as well that this, this money, the $46 billion, would supersede the military budget of this country. And speaking of the military, I'd like to ask you about uh, the military expenditures. Canada's obligation is to spend 2% of GDP on the military to meet our NATO obligations. In June of this year, you said that uh, Canada would need to spend an additional $75 billion over the next five years to reach that 2% of GDP. That's a lot of money, but does, do the, does the interest rate calculation you just mentioned to us, does that change that, that amount? Um, well, it's a question of choice. So if uh, the government decided to abide by that commitment that it made uh, a long time ago to its NATO country allies, it would mean that uh, just this year, the government would need to spend an additional $18 billion in the current fiscal year. Whether the interest rate, uh, the debt servicing costs factor into that, of course, it makes making decisions like this one a bit more difficult because the more you spend on debt servicing costs, it means the less you have on other things. So it, it makes these trade-offs when it comes to government expenditures, that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And But the NATO target is, is rather generous. Not only, well, it, it says 2%, but a country can include uh, the amounts it spends on its veterans under uh, military expenditures. So, in fact, when we think about military expenditures in the context of reaching the NATO spending, a government could decide to enrich veterans' benefits, and that would count towards the 2% of military spending. Well, I think we should enrich the veterans' benefits um, and pensions, uh, and we do have our obligations to keep our military strong and and able to defend us. What about this public debt calculator that you have? Well, that's a tool that we put on our website to to allow Canadians and parliamentarians to see what happens to the debt servicing costs under different scenarios. So we publish our own scenarios regarding interest rates. But people may have different interest rate trajectories in mind. So they can go to our website and have a look at how much it would mean in debt servicing costs. Should there be a worse than expected outcome when it comes to interest rates? Or if they think interest rates will stabilize at the current level or go down, they can have a look and see what it would do to the debt servicing costs that the federal government will have to pay going forward on an annual basis. So it's a tool for parliamentarians and Canadians to look at what public expenditures on servicing the federal debt, what they could be looking like under various uh, various scenarios, various assumptions. 
Now, that's a great tool to have, and people are very interested in government spending and uh, what it's going to cost us, what programs would potentially cost us. You also have something called the Ready Reckoner. What's that? Uh, that's a fancy name or not-so-fancy name to uh, for a tool that, again, if Canadians or parliamentarians want to see an increase in the tax, first, second, third tax rates or the GST or taxes on spirits and tobacco, how much that would generate an increase or a decrease, how much revenues would be foregone by decreasing the tax rates, and the bracket, the threshold at which the at which these uh, these rates apply, then they can have a look at how much it would mean in terms of government revenues increasing or decreasing. So, if for example, political parties want to start preparing their platforms, or Canadians want to draft an alternative budget, which was which would be more to their liking, they can have a, a look at that and see how much revenues the government would gain or would lose under different scenarios. It helps people get an idea of the trade-offs the government is faced with when it decides to increase or lower tax rates um, in terms of revenues that have to be foregone or, or gained. Uh, it's a rough approximation, of course. It depends, always depends on the specific design and the implementation and, and how aggressive or not the tax authorities are with, with recovering these uh, monies. But it's, it's intended to give an, an idea to parliamentarians and Canadians about how much change in tax rates would yield in, in revenue. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.